0: Welcome everybody to another episode of Woodward Tigers here at woodwardsports.com. I'm Rochelle Costello alongside me is not the usual cast. It's Uper and Cameron joining us this evening as John is out of town and Chris has some things going on, but uh, just want to give everybody a heads up our draft our, this we did a whole draft of 1975 to 1979 covering some of the key players there and I did some edits to it earlier. That's why I showed you that picture of Uper in our DMs. Yes. So there's uh there's some plenty of content going on with that. So I was just getting some images, getting that together. So that will be out in the next couple days. I've been a little bit behind. But you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or listen to podcasts over at WoodwardSports.com. And please go to the Woodward shop. We got a bunch of deals going on. We have Christmas sweaters. We have a Tigers Christmas sweater. There's Woodward Tiger Gear, sweatshirts, you name it, everything you can think of for your heart's desire. Mm-hmm. Or your loved ones. So, if you want to rock a podcast, rock the podcast, support the podcast. By all means, go to WoodwardSports.com and check out the shop tab. So, but plan to get to this evening as the Tigers. This just should be a short show. Good evening, everybody watching us, um, <laughs> and uh, talk about this uh, signing on YouTube. I already got some a comment in there already, but it's time to panic about Scott Harrison. <laughs> There's a couple of people out there on Twitter, and I love Twitter because here's the, here's the thing about Twitter, that whatever Elon Musk decides to do or whatever the next day, you know, the sky is falling kind of thing, you can always rely on Twitter to give us that sky is falling. Is, am I right, Cameron? I mean, is that something that you immediately noticed right away today?
1: Yeah, I had to contain myself from just sending out tweets that I would have regretted. Some mean tweets I would have regretted. I well, we will get into it later, but
2: yeah, uh, there's no question there. There There's some guys with their undies in a bunch that were you know choking off their nuts, and it's unbelievable. <laughs> wow, I like the way you you put that in a
0: folksy way, Youper. I like that. <laughs> um, but as far as and there's something that you had to mention, not in on Tuscar Hernandez, not in Hunter Renfro again, I don't. Here's the thing this is what I'm gonna say right now they. As far as what they if they don't do anything during the winter meetings, you have full reason to panic. Okay, but the winter meetings are next week. The Matthew Boyd signing one year, ten million, and the kind of market dictates that. So Clevenger got what, twelve million for was it one year for Clevenger? Okay. okay, and this is a guy who was coming off issues, just as arm issues, just as well as Matthew Boyd. So, but there's something that Chris tweeted out earlier that makes a lot of sense. And that is the fact that Scott Harris has signed rehab arms in the past, and they've worked out pretty well. So you talk about what he did in San Francisco; it's pretty easy to point out that they were able to. This is the team that I'm trying to think of the example. Here's here's what I have for examples here that Chris pointed out. You have Kevin Gosman, Alex Wood, Jacob Junis, Drew Smiley, Tyler Anderson. Those are all arms that Scott Harris was responsible for after coming off arm surgery. So, um, I'll start with you, Cameron. Is this, is this, are we really, in terms of his ERA, and I know his walks were high. Was there anything really that,
1: are you, are you okay with this? Is this, as long as it's a, it's a series of other moves then? I mean, even if there weren't, if there's no other moves during the winter meetings, I'm fine with this. Um, I mean, we watched what, uh, Four hours later, zach en Efflin, Flynn yeah. get signed for three years forty million, and I mean he's no better, no worse than Matt Boyd, so obviously, the starting pitcher market is a lot hotter than I think us twitter armchair is think it is so so I mean ten million I guess was a good deal for Matt boyd um. There's other arms I would have chose at that price range, but I mean, Matt Boyd fits what we need and the pitch rotation, yeah, right. so.
2: Yeah. You, you, what about you? Well, I'll just, I have to stay consistent. You know, I've, I've, I've had a long-term view that one-year contracts are fine almost always. They're never going to really hurt you. They're not a setback for the team. Um, it's worth a shot with a guy like Boyd who is a talented pitcher. Uh, now he did get a little bit more money than I would have ever guessed, but it's Mike Gillich, or excuse me, Chris Gillich's money. And, uh, I assume that, you know, there's enough money to cover their needs for this winter. And that's, uh, 10 million to Boyd isn't going to shut the door on some other things that they need. Uh, hopefully that's a correct assumption, but you know, uh, Harris got to see Boyd during the rehab last year in San Francisco prior to the trade. Um, then he got, you know, uh. I was it 15 innings of, of sample size in Seattle. They saw him come back last year and pitch. Okay. It's not the worst thing in the world. You know, we, you know, we know what bad Matt Boyd is. Although, Oh wait, I think he just gave up another home run. It just happened. <laughs> Breaking news. Uh, no, I kid, I kid, uh, I kid. I, kid. Uh, <laughs> I like Matthew Boyd. He's a, he's an okay pitcher. He, you know, if things work out, he's in the back of the rotation and he gives them some innings and that's what they're going to need. Um, the worst case, maybe he's in the bullpen for a while. And he showed in Seattle last year, he could probably do that too. So uh, he can miss some bats. Welcome back, Matt White. I'm good with it. I mean, this is a, a situation here for the Tigers right
0: now that you look at the free agent market. And yeah, you talked about Zach earlier. That was a guy that we got intel on that the Tigers were interested in. So it could be the fact that maybe the Tigers didn't want to give it a third year. I don't know. That's irresponsible speculation. I'm not going to say for sure but it was the it,
2: biggest contract in Rays history free agent contract three well, really that this free agent is con- contract
0: yeah wow 3 years of 40 million yeah so it could be the case where they the Tigers maybe did not give him a third year i to i don't know but it is worth just slightly more or it was the worth about the sli- just a slight more than what Tyler Anderson got from the Angels who got he had 3 years 39 million so just a scotch uh 3 However, that works um, per year. Yeah, per year. So yeah, he's getting a little bit up there. But hey, look at the market right now. Um, Clayton Kershaw, there's there's Justin Verlander, Carlos Rodon, there's Jose Quintana, there's a there's pictures that did come out. And look, the Tigers have support allegedly have had support or showed interest in Quintana. And but the rest of the market, I mean, James, there's of course uh, Jameson Talion, who will probably end up signing with the big market club. You have the Jacob DeGroms of the world and all that. But again, I don't see the Tigers even being remotely possibly part of that. And I'm not saying that because I'm being disparaging, but it's facts are facts. Um, I'm not, Boy does what he's going to do. He's going to go out there, be a four for fifth starter. And that's it. He's, he comes in a different role than he did before. I mean, this is a, this is something. And then, Todd, you know, Todd brings up a good point in the chat. It does bounce back. You can flip them at the trade deadline with the coming GM. They probably get something for them. I just what I don't understand is some of the things I saw on Twitter today is just just well you're doing Avila a favor or this and this and something that I thought some of the reactions were kind of like okay like they again this is one move and I don't understand where we're going to go off and say this was a terrible idea when Matthew Boyd left everybody was very was like oh you know sucks he left his numbers were bad but again this is a guy coming off surgery and what i want to find out really and this is something that you look at stat cast data very limited his fastball spin was a little higher than it was but again this is that's a super 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 and then some sample size so it's like i can't really can't really know exactly what his what he's what he's throwing at. I mean, the only thing we can go to is we can go to the last day of the regular season and where he threw against the Tigers. And this is a I think it was October 4th. And he pitched three innings, struck off five. Oh, of course, yes, the Tigers offense was anemic at this point. We all know that. <laughs> and at that point, people were just the Tiger, maybe I don't say it, they were mailing it in, if you will, but again, this is the team that was just at this point, like, all right, we're done here. Um but I'm looking at the velocity here, real quick. Again, I, I just don't. You don't know. I mean, I, and, and Cameron, in terms of like for for you, in terms of Intel, you've seen what they've the, the done now with the coaching staff. They've got the additional coaches. They got the additional a whole brand new uh, conditioning staff too. So, are you going to give them the bet? I'm sure you're going to give those guys the benefit of the doubt. I'm right? going
1: to I'm going to give them benefit of doubt because Scott Harris signed them back in San Francisco, obviously Scott Harris, someone somewhere likes Matt Boyd and Scott Harris signed him with San Francisco. And then he comes to Detroit, signs him in Detroit. Chris Fetter worked wonders with him in the short time he had in 21. Um, maybe they recapture that, um, is velocity was as high as it's ever been in his career. Um, in 21. Um, and I guess last year in the small sample size. I don't get why everyone's getting worked up. Basically, he's going to come in replace Tyler Alexander in the rotation. He's going to hopefully do what Drew Hutchison did last year, hopefully eat a little bit more than 110 innings. Um, that's my only major concern is that Boyd isn't able to throw enough innings for the 10 million to make sense, um, or he gets injured again. Um, that's my only concern, and I assume what, that's what the performance bonuses will be is hitting certain inning threshold. So,
0: Yeah, that would make a lot of sense, and especially because he did pitch out of the bullpen last year, which I'll put his velocity up a little bit more.
2: Youper? Well, yeah. I mean, the injury factor is real. I mean, he's obviously spent some time on the IL the last few years, and uh, there's a good chance. I mean, there's always with any pitcher, but with him, we know there's a chance that um, – you know that's a ten million dollar bonfire of cash uh, if he gets hurt, and that could happen. But again, it's a one year deal, and um, really, there's a lot of good scenarios that can come out of it that equal the bad scenarios. Uh, you know, if he he could become tradable, he could become a factor. Uh, you know, he could start a second phase of his career under Feder you know it's it's worth the gamble. You know, if they would have brought in another injury prone guy on a one-year contract, if it was if he wasn't named Matt Boyd, maybe a lot of the people who are really upset about this would just shrug their shoulders and say, Okay.
0: Yeah, look, if they brought up if they brought back Julio Turan, then yeah, you have a right to be mad because that, that didn't work out the first time. I don't think it worked out the second time, no matter who the GM is. So this is Matthew Boyd's final regular season appearance against the Tigers. And this is the numbers that kind of stand out a little bit. His his average spin on his fastball. And and right there, he he was his averaging around 92, 93, which is around his, I believe his career. His career is like 91, 92. Um, but just an example, again, small, 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 small. And (laughs) I emphasize the word small sample size. So I don't as far as again, this is against the tigers, too. And the tigers it's just terrible anyways all uh, you know in terms of uh, offense but one thing that was suggested out there on twitter that i i thought that that cracked me up was is like well what if they bring back tucker Barnhart? Huh. If he, okay if they if they wanted that to happen that would have happened and i mean they brought back michael piroparski they did a bunch of the minor league signings, so we saw some of that so they were bringing back some of the people from the, from minor league sense which makes sense so I, I don't know. I, as far as that goes, I just I, I just think the overreaction for everything to just assume it's going to be what is what is what it was before is is ridiculous. So um, the other part of this too, the other news this week is by the way that and this was correct me if I'm wrong, gentlemen, but wasn't this announced before that Mickey or was this mentioned before that Mickey's last season would be next year? Did he say something about that before or before this week? I would have told
1: I think in Tigers universe we kind of knew I think there were quotes um around when Scott Harris was hired like I think he was asked like is this going to be your, is this your final year Miggy and he kind of went wishy-washy for 2 days saying oh I'm going to I'm going to see how I feel at the end of the year and then he came back like a day later like no I'm going to be back next year and then AJ Hinch came out and said we expect Miggy to be back next year or so but I think this is this is definitely the first time like the national media has ran with Miguel yeah. Rivera's final season.
0: Yeah, he announced it, and there was this kind of. There's some people saying, "I wish he would done it. this would have been his last year." But the overall response has been pretty good in terms of just saying that he's going to get the the treatment like he got uh, like similar to Mar- Mariano Rivera, who got that whole entire. Um, you know, like he got what was it the twins made a chair of of his um, <laughs> broken bats? Yeah, that was cool. So that was very cool. But as far as the rotation goes, real quick before we get to um, Miguel Cabrera, because there's some questions in there. So the rotation looks like something like that would be Eduardo Rodriguez number one, Spencer Turnbull coming in at number two, Boyd, Manning, and then the fifth starter is kind of like where it's uh, kind of right now. It's probably going to be a mixture of either another free agent pitcher. Or they could give it to somebody like Garrett Hill as an opportunity. Who knows? I that that part I don't know because Scoble. I don't think there's no timetable on Tarek Scoble when he's coming back. So I think he's going to be pretty much out. Manning is like he's terms of uh, getting back to normally in the normal pitching routine of things. So, but I think they're going to get another pitcher. I I just think that I do too. Yeah, I just think that, and this is something that has been a constant the last few weeks and cameron i'm gonna ask your opinion about this too before we get back to miggy uh brisky yeah brisky too i'm sorry brisky would be that uh, fifth candidate thank you Jeremy, for reminding me Brisky, yeah exactly he could be there too but he also could be traded for you know for another thing who knows at this point what's going to happen but uh getting back to what i was going to ask you cameron resources starter or reliever at the big league level
1: reliever at the big league level I think I think they'll want to bring him up sooner rather than later and I think that sooner is in a bullpen as a bullpen piece not a starter unless we see five injuries in the first two months again and who knows (laughs) yeah
0: no And, and as far as Wentz goes thank you Mike Michael I don't know why I'm just I think it's because I don't have my rotation sheet in front of me I have every other sheet known to man but my roster sheet so apologies on that it should be Wentz and look, the thing is, Joey Wentz took a very good step forward last year and finished the season really well. But again, it's just like the health of these pitchers. That's kind of kind of like I can't etch them in stone yet because, even, like, Wentz had some injury issues towards in the
2: season. Well, I, I also think that uh, a lot of people who I read, they're automatically assuming Turnbull's there. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's that, he's not throwing a pitch in anger yet <laughs> in yeah. his comeback from the surgery, so um we're gonna have to see if he's ready on opening day by the way this hat thing was not planned
0: i i I the camera and i do not camera lives far away from me i had no idea he was gonna wear that hat i know he bought the hat but i know he was gonna wear that so don't don't say this was a coordinated effort so john in the chat was talking about hey nice hats um but <laughs> yeah it, again is, is it the i think whence whence is gonna be fine but I, again this it could be the ones could be part of a trade piece i don't know it's just like there's when it comes to these kind of things this is where like if you wanted to get joey wentz to fill in your rotation great if you wanted to use him for a trade piece for a third baseman or an outfielder there you go because the reason why i mentioned these names action etch and as i pause about it is because when i look at the free agent market on the outfield as for right-handed bats and and there was somebody in the chat earlier to i thought made a good point too that and they didn't really weren't in on these bats. in in terms of the cheap bats like uh, Hernandez or Hunter Revro, whether they're in and on it, I don't know. But I think they have to be creative when it comes to, because look if you look at the outfield trade market, or excuse me, the outfield free agent market, I mean, outside of the, some of the big names, I mean, Cody. you want Cody Bellinger to get there. I think Cody Bellinger would be a good idea. Would it happen? I don't know. But as far as looking at here, you have Brandon Drury, is he, he going to be somebody that's going to be a regular beyond that? It's like just, I like Andrew Terry, but Sky Skyer said he's looking for a right-handed hitter and Terry would be perfect. I think he would be a good fit for the outfield. So, and the, yeah, you're right. Wentz did have a good AFL, but I mean, okay, we're going to assume he's going to win the rotation. Let's just do that then. Let's just, uh, just pencil him in right now. <laughs> but it's just, it's, so if we're going to go with the rotation in the spring, it's going to look like Rob Rodriguez, Matthew Boyd, Matt Manning, Joey Wentz, and Spencer Turnbull. That would be your rotation. Well, Bo Brisky being like the the sixth guy, and you have either Garrett Hill as your seventh guy. So we'll see. We'll see what happens.
1: But and as far as I'm oh, sorry, go ahead, Cameron. In my head, they keep t- they keep two and they trade two. So between Wentz, Fado, Hill, and Brisky, they'll keep two to compete for the fifth spot, and then they'll trade the other two, hopefully, for pieces. And then hopefully they also sign another starting pitcher to offset. And right here, it, and that, you know,
0: mm-hmm. and I think that's a good possibility. But he, right here, is the uh, comment of the night. Tigers have too many holes to be Swiss cheese. He's right. There's mm-hmm. just there's so many things that you can plug in and play in here with this. But one thing to consider too for the rotation before we move on is Wilmer Flores. Now Wilmer Flores, mm-hmm. again, there's this debate between Trevor Hooth and myself from Bless You Boys about whether or not he thinks Flores is going to go in the bullpen. I, again, I look at his last performance in Somerset in the, in the playoffs and was able to get through a third against a really good Somerset was stacked. I mean, that was one of the best teams they faced all year supposedly also were tipping, you know, I guess they were, they knew it was coming. That's why they hit him so well at home. But anyways, I digress. Flores got better in the second half of the season and he was able to fight that fatigue thing where it was like, he was kind of slowing down the year before. And I think Flores could come to camp as a possible outside contender for the fifth spot. Who knows? So I, again, some of the significant progress, if the Tigers feel like he's made some progress, then what Cameron's theory is true, then they could trade two arms to fill every position. So, um, but yeah, even having a six man, seven man, at this point, the Tigers had a, what eleven man rotation last year. It was just a seeing so many guys made the debut last year. Was it was just it was strange. And then again, it was it was funny too because Chase Anderson never got it considered for a call up. Not one time. Chase Anderson's like, what do I got to do here? What do I got to do here? I'm in Toledo, and you guys aren't even calling me up. But turns out the Tigers were right about that because he never did anything else. But um as far as and answer Alex's question in about Wilmer Flores. They could be if he if he gets off to a good start midsummer, I can see him getting a late call up or it depends on whether the tigers are contending or not. And I, I know I say that with a straight face, but who knows? Again, it's still relatively unknowns. But yeah, so one known, by the way, is by the way, I was just, just think about this too, with um, was manual. you know, I just looked at the depth chart by the way. I've I, the tigers Signed some guy by the name of uh, oh never mind all right sorry so Miguel Cabrera retiring and he is going to take his tour his tour and everything I again this is also there's two sides of this one it's good because it frees the Tigers payroll once and for all so they're free of this giant contract whether you some people think of it as a giant albatross of a contract I think it's again it's a legacy thing but this is good news. For Tiger fans, in terms of just for that sense, it's bad news because you've seen a legend go re- retire. He announced it. He talked about it via through isn't back announced, it, but he announced it through the MLB reporter who covers the Marlins. So forgive me, I forgot her name. But um at this point, I, again, I don't think there's nothing left for him to prove. He's done everything. He's gonna finish as a career 300 hitter. He still has he's still the last hitter to hit a triple crown. He's won back-to-back MVPs. And He's done, done it all, and this year, I think the Tigers are going to use him as a part-time basis. I, I think his role is going to be very limited. Youper, what, what do you think? I mean, he, he's, I don't think he's going to see as many bats as he did um, this year than he did last year.
2: Yeah, you know, I could see him probably, um, oh, maybe appearing in 100 games, maybe. Uh, that includes pinch hitting. Uh, it's lots going to depend on, you know, how his body holds up. Can he get one start per series? Uh, when you're on the road, maybe play a little more at home for the home folks. Um, Aaron, Ken, a lot's going to depend on what you just noted. How is the team playing? You know, is is uh, a guy playing DH with no power who's going to punch a few singles around? Is that going to hold a team back from being in the wild card race? Odds are it won't. Um, I don't see them contending this year. So then it just becomes a matter of how long his body holds up uh and how much does he want to play uh but i would say around 100 games makes some sense to me what about you cameron yeah i mean
1: i think you said it best i picture 100 games um more at home than away they try and find some find some soft throwing people to have him hit against um i won't see him up against shane bieber or anyone um but yeah i mean I think Scott Harris touched on it. The start of last season, I mean, he was like four hundred, hitting four hundred with runners in scoring position. I mean, if you can have a four hundred runner in scoring position hitter batting sixth, seventh in your lineup to poke singles the opposite way, I mean, he'll be useful. the The B war, the F war, the OPS may not look best on paper, but he can he can contribute. Um, just gotta use him correctly. Yeah. And and you bring up a good point.
0: CC Gaming 64 brings up a, a really fascinating point. The a big, like the big what if, like if you're familiar with the, the what if comics and all that stuff, what if he put the, if he wouldn't have not hurt in 2013, I think some of his power may have not been robbed either. So that's the thing, like for what he was able to do as far as for the numbers he put up, it, to me, it's, I've, I've witnessed, I've witnessed during this time, should the Tigers win a World Series? Yes we all talk about this all the time, yada, yada, yada. I understand. But we also saw somebody like Miguel Cabrera. And yes, he has his vices. Yes, we all know the bad stuff and everything. So but then again, nobody's perfect. So again, he's done everything he could and he cares about Detroit and he said he he wants to stay around and coach and it's not, I don't think it's lip service, but being down there, you get that vibe. Like everybody goes to him and everybody's just like this around. There's certain some V writers he doesn't like, but Again, that's another story for the other day. But there's, <laughs> i don't, you know I don't want to get into that. But anyway, as far as uh, first baseman options are concerned, because there was something that came up because Miguel was playing first, but now more likely won't see him there at all. As far as what they're going to do, I mean, Quincy Laporti last year in Double A stayed there for a reason because he is a guy that hit hit for a lot of power. But is he a guy who is going to be as, as a defender? He's all right. But he's not he's not going to be your backup first baseman if you're looking at within the system. So, if you're, I think the Tigers are going to go get a, a veteran bat out There's Josh Bell, but I mean, come on. I mean, this is a, Josh Bell is, not, is a starter. He's not a, it's not a backup. And Bell's going to get some bigger money elsewhere. But as far as you're looking eternally, you have really, it, it's kind of, it's barren. I mean, the Horty might, who knows, if he's going to stay at double A or he might go to another team to get a better um opportunity but um then you have jay colton you have cody clements who's played first but again yeah i don't know that they're gonna have to get somebody with power so if you're talking about the free agent market in terms of number like guys who were part-time out there um you have luke voigt (laughs) that's what i was gonna talk about yeah yeah Yeah, you have luke voigt out there you have uh yeah franchi cordero who has played more in the outfield but he is could play first base um but again you know how, quick, terms of how
2: quickly could carrie carpenter learn to play some first base yeah i was uh,
1: just about to ask that he's <laughs> he could be the lefty infielder first baseman yeah. but
2: yeah that would be
0: that would be amazing somebody suggested uh king man choy is, is that did
1: i say that right please tell me
2: yeah that. okay yeah. all right you signed already
1: he, yeah he signed with pittsburgh i think yeah which hey, so was I- surprising yeah, because then
0: Pittsburgh signed uh, Carlos Santana, which oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So, um, but as far yeah, as far as I think they should go after like somebody like oh, I like <laughs> Mike Doyle with the a dream dream idea trade Clemens and Wentz and Men for starting pitcher Brandon Woodruff. No, that's uh, that's not. I don't think that I think the Brewers wouldn't take Clemens, but um, they wouldn't need him. No, he's no they already have like a bunch of guys like in utility infielders that strike out a lot. Um, but yeah, yeah, there's in terms of what's out there on the market, first baseman wise, I mean, Cody Ballinger also can play first. So if you want him to play the outfield, that, that would be a possibility. But in all seriousness, I mean, in terms of right-handed bats out there that could build position a lot, you know, what's so surprising about this market, by the way, guy like Brandon, like, for example, a guy like Brandon Belt, San Francisco, is 35. I'm sure people are like, well, you know, the Scott Harris connection, but he's also a little older and maybe he wants to retire somewhere else. Maybe he wants to stay San Francisco. Uh Somebody mentioned somebody along the lines of uh Ben Gamel from Pittsburgh, but he's a left-handed stick. There's a lot of left-handed sticks on this market. A lot. Man, there's Matt Duffy, but, again, that's when I'm starting to kind of scrape the barrel. There's Michelle Castro. <laughs> all right i should rule that in there but um that you know in terms of somebody at the rule five possibility i'm actually working on a rule five i uh piece here shortly there was somebody mentioned somebody within the pirate system that is rule five eligible so there are some uh, some intriguing options out there that i believe it was a gentleman by the name of uh, mason martin who is 23 and he's rule five eligible they have a couple guys in their system so um (laughs) never thought I'd see the day where I'd say this name, but uh, what's up, cock rock? Um, cock rock is you know, <laughs> two channel. I just want to say the name just because it's just funny. Anyway, um, but yeah, there's 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 some possibilities that they could go on the rule five side of things. But yeah, there's there's a couple names that I'm going to be bringing up uh, this weekend. So I'm going to work on that piece. So um, next question. Next thing. You um, know, a second here is Chris is now going to be joining us. So he just woke up he just woke up it's funny because like he does this thing on thursday nights where he'll just legitimately fall uh, fall asleep and wake up <laughs> but, uh at any rate uh also you know i forgot too that was uh who the pirates um designated by the way it was uh luen diaz too i mean again that's a guy who really isn't gonna bring you much anyway but um but that was a guy if you're familiar with minnesota spent some time in minnesota and in miami so sure. he, yeah he, he hit 19 home runs last year in their triple A affiliate for Miami. So the pirates picked him up and they dropped him again. So but he has a left-handed stick. But he's 26 years old. So um anyway, so the next question I wanted to ask you, gentlemen, as we continue to move on. Uh let's see here. And do the Tigers need another starting pitcher? And I think we answered it earlier. Yes. Yes, yes, and yes. I I I think it's pretty clear. I think it's really that we need to, the tigers need another pitcher.
2: So you know, it's just gonna be it's gonna boil down to do they they trade for one? Do they actually pay some real money and years to get someone who's a little uh more premium of a pitcher? Or are they gonna get a uh, you know a couple of different lottery ticket uh rehab guys uh for Chris Feder to work with, you know, like he did like, like the Hutchinson type people. So, I mean, it's just a matter of uh, what they're looking to invest, I suppose. What about you, Cameron? Is there is there like a sneaky guy, a sneaky
0: arm out there that people like low-key would fit? And what uh, CC Gaming64 brings up, a, a guy that maybe people may not have heard of that you you kind of go, well, maybe he could be contributing to rotation.
1: No, I mean, I don't have anyone off the top of my head. Um, I really like Johnny Cueto. It could be because I have him on my fantasy team, but uh, <laughs> and and he was a great pickup for me last year on that end. But uh yeah, you showed good peripherals last year um with the White Sox. Um yeah, I don't know, I don't know who, but uh they they definitely they they need a more uh bona fide starter. They can't have they can't have just four. Four guys with little to no experience, um, trying they, to fit that fifth role.
2: If they're going to go the more premium, a little bit more premium, I mean, he's not a top of the rotation guy, but a mid rotation guy. I just, I like Taiwan Walker, I really do. I know Rogelio has for a long time too, and uh, I just think that would be a signing now. Where the with the way the money's going, uh, how how many how much years and money is he going to need? I mean, are you going to? Is that a three year, fifty million dollar commitment? Uh, I don't know. And there's, I mean, in terms of like an arm that
0: maybe not be, uh, might not be this exciting to talk about too, but is worth mentioning is that I, I think somebody like, and I've mentioned this before, Shamanaya, of uh, the Padres, that, but that'd be another lefty, so maybe I would assume they wouldn't go for righty. I don't know, maybe they might go a whole rotation of majority left-handers. Who knows? But there is a, I think that some <laughs> that'd be awesome. By the way, if the Tigers could make a trade for Lewis Giolito. that'd be. Uh, but then again, the White Sox, uh, you know, actually, you know, I don't know what the White Sox are doing half the time. So I don't know. But um, a guy, a good resurrection candidate would be somebody like too, like Michael Waka. Like I think Michael Wacca, um, really? well, according to Fangraphs, by the way, uh, would ask for two years and 20 million. So I, I don't know. I think if you look at some of the stuff with Michael Waka last year in Boston, and that was a guy I suggested last year, too, because there's some of the things he had bounced back. Uh, as far as bounce back he, he did pretty well for for the red sox he had an ere uh, his FIP was 4.14 in mean, the area 3.32 his k per nine was a little well, just a little under the mlb average but still gave you 127 innings again win and loss record i mean it's 11 and 2 but that doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things but i don't know a guy like michael walker i think could be a good fit there as far as putting him in the back end of the rotation so the um the, the we had a trade or we got a trade question or in here, or an interesting question in here, but it's using for trades. And this is from Cockrock. Boyd is obviously used as a prospect in July. Hopefully, do you see the shortstop third base signing to be a one-year flip to or more of an investment? You know, that's a great question. And I think it could be a one-year investment because you look at look at the Tigers infield. you have Colt Keith. You have in the system, you have Cole Keith, you have Isaac Pacheco, you have also uh Jace Young, who again plays second, but my, my point is the Tigers have some options in the infield now. They have Ryan Kreidler who's ready at the major league level, but it depends on if Ryan Kreidler could be a regular or not. But I think you have enough um, you know, you have enough there that allows you to go, okay, there's upside with Cole Keith, there's upside with pacheco you also don't forget christian santana's down there too he's played shortstop so there's there's numerous things they could do in the infield long term it just really depends on how what they do in the next level so santana's going to be at west michigan next year you could see pacheco you could see pacheco starting the se- season it wouldn't surprise me if he started the season in erie you have keith and him over in erie making up the left hands the left or excuse me the, the entire he could play second too so who knows what they're going to do but i think though having that in your back pocket, as much as we, again, we could talk about the Marcel Meyer deal, blah, 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 blah. They do have some options in the infield for the first time in a long time. It's, it's been a long time. So, but uh, I don't I don't know what you guys think about that. I mean, the question, I don't know what your thoughts are on that question. Well, you know, I look at that shortstop
2: class and it's good, right? I think everybody will agree. <laughs> I'm not going on a limb saying Bogarts, Correa, Trey Turner, Dansby, Swanson. That's pretty good. Uh, it doesn't look that good next year. And depending on how and how Scott Harris wants to move this organization forward, if you're going to make a big move for a quality player, boy, those are some guys that are sitting there uh, that they could invest in. Especially, you know, if you move Baez to second base, if he has a good year, he's probably gone. He's probably opting out. So, you got to assume he's. I would assume that they are thinking he's going to improve. Um, I would make the move for a long-term shortstop. I I, I have no confidence that they will do that. Uh, I have no confidence in Illich doing it. I don't know about Scott Harris. Um, I think the one. I think the third baseman could be a one-year kind of guy, like Brian Anderson or something. Yeah, Brian
0: Anderson's a good. That's a good call too. I, I I like that idea a lot. What about you, Cameron?
1: Uh yeah, I mean now's the time to now's the time to buy a shortstop or else you're kind of praying that uh someone in your some someone in Al Avila's draft class pans out or else yeah. you may be stuck for three or four years, either with hobby bias being mid or um another one of those prospects being mid. Um I think uh, Colt, Keith and Pacheco, I mean, we could see them at the end of the year, depending on how well they do and how bad the signings slash roster is. Um, but yeah, I forgot. I forgot what even the question was. I mean,
0: Oh, just in terms of like the question, would would be, would there be a one year fix versus a long-term solution?
1: Oh yeah. Then I mean, exactly, exactly what you said, probably a one, one year at third base to allow Colt Keith to develop. Hopefully you get a get a good shortstop to a long-term contract. And there's some good ideas here in the YouTube chat there in terms of in terms of who
0: would be the starting the, as far as starting baseman goes, Alex, to ask your question. Right now, I with this new minute I have no earthly idea right now. The only thing I can tell you right now, as a placeholder, would be insert Ryan Kreidler. That's it. I'm but I'm not even concrete about that and as far as just the thing is the reason why and look is if you follow my work through the minor league report for the last few years or so chris and i have been very brutal on the minor league system we've been very we, we showed the, the quote-unquote the hits last year with spencer trokelson and riley green and all that to this year for all the games we went to all i i've actually seen like people actually have seen I, this is a few years ago from Nick Quintana who couldn't hit a fastball down the middle mm-hmm. to Isaac Pacheco hitting with all fields with power whole Keith, the same thing. Like I, I, I legitimately Willie really was shocked because, and I mean, I'm you, and I are the old folks here in this group. We've seen mm-hmm. a lot of bad, bad, I mean, bad, 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 mildly prospects. I mean, we're talking Danny Worth. no offense to Danny worth, but this is a team. Moya. Moya but I'm talking about in terms of, I'm talking about infielders. I mean, it was oh, size sure. Sizemore. there that goes on and on and on, but you see Isaac Pacheco. He looks like a beast. You look at Cole Keefe. He looks like a baseball player. Will Meyer, or excuse me, Will rhymes did not look, I mean, Will rhymes now the head of the Dodgers. He's the up and coming, you know, big, going to be a big shot kind of guy. Did he look like a baseball player again? Uh-huh. No, but, there is some sort of progress with that, and there's a suggestion in there too from JP. The Tigers should go after Nolan, because the Cardinals would have him, certainly Jordan Walker and everything. Uh, left, young lefty at bat with power, that'd be great. But the Cardinals would probably ask for a lot, so uh, the, the Cardinals would probably. I mean, then again, the Cardinals need bullpen help. But again, I don't. I don't try to go into something like that. That would be cool. That's a good suggestion, but uh, again. We'll we'll see what happens, but you're right. I mean, Bogarts would be a fantastic fit here. I mean, he's a right-handed bat. I I love that idea. I love that idea. I just, a part of me also is just like, I don't see the, they'll see the spend the money because you get Scott Harris and guys from organizations that work with tight budgets for a reason.
2: Yeah, but you know, you, you see the Giants now According to Morrissey, they're they're 50 50 in in Morrissey's opinion to get Aaron Judge. You know, I mean, so the Giants, you know, might be looking to spend some real money. I don't know if they're philosophically opposed to it. Um, Obviously, Harris has left there, so I don't know if things have changed since he left, but, you know, we'll have to see how how that rolls.
0: No. uh, The the thing is, I think the Giants would spend on somebody like Judge because Judge is going to be that kind of impactful player. So, well, what depends on what he wants or the deal he gets too. So uh, the Giants, in terms of farm system too, is a little bit down right now too. And, yeah. you know, there's, uh, I know there's a lot of, a lot of, in terms of, like I said, the market for infielders and even to the center of set with first uh, catchers too. I did an article on uh, catchers. Like I personally, I'm going out there to say on record that I like Christian Vasquez as a backup catcher. Because, I mean, his numbers last year were, he improved from his numbers. He got back to better numbers than he did, or his usual self that he had in uh, previously before his 2021 season, where he looked really bad on the plate. But Christian Vasquez is a guy who had a defensive run stage while we're 11. His two stops in Boston and Houston. And if you have Jake Rogers there, who, again, supposedly going to be healthy, then I think having a guy like Vasquez there, just in case Rogers doesn't pan out and give, I would go with Vasquez and Eric Hoss as my combo. I know that sounds really, I'd be fine with that. I, honestly, I, I think Eric Hoss proved enough last year to earn a spot to be a regular catcher. Vasquez also is really good friends with Royal Rivas, which sometimes that doesn't even matter. It could be the least thing that matters, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly, like, if you look at that combination behind the plate, who says, I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think about that combo?
1: Vasquez, I mean, uh, doesn't strike out that much, doesn't walk that much. I mean, walks the same as the rest of the Tigers team. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, he's kind of – you slightly below average bat, above average defense catcher, perfect for a backup, kind of what you want in a backup.
2: Yeah. I like that more than I – you know, we we always periodically hear the Danny Jansen talk. I, I like Vasquez more than him. Primarily because Jansen's hurt
0: a lot. Yeah, but there's one thing there was one number that stood out to me in 78 games. Jansen had a WRC plus of 142. 142. That's pretty good for being in uh-huh. that role. But no, but you're pretty right. He's not he's not healthy. And then the Sean Murphy sweepstakes. Look, there's there's no way. Look, if if you're gonna think the Tigers are gonna get Sean Murphy, I'm sorry. It's just in. It, it, they stranger things have happened, but you have the Guardians according to MLB trade rumors. You have the Guardians who are interested in him. You have the Rays. The Guardians almost got him, too, I believe. I, I forgot what was the what didn't pop, or excuse me, what didn't the trade go through. But I, I know you, you look at, I would go, okay, am I going to go with the Guardian system that just literally last year said, all you guys are going to be on a 40-man roster, made no moves, and made the playoffs? Or I'm going to go to the Tigers and go, oh, there's a few guys here. you know, Or the same thing with the Rays. The Rays have four or five player i think it's four three players in the top 100 prospects uh, according to baseball america yeah. so again when those two teams come into play it's like unless oakland has fixated on one tiger that we were not aware of uh, let's say i mean again if they're like hey we want Wilmer w- w- flores and tigers like no like we'll do they look around going now we're good you know again it's not just when those other teams get involved, I'm not trying to be negative, but I'm just also being realistic about the whole thing. But then again, stranger things have happened. This is the thing. Like, I can't really bite my teeth into any real sound theories. The, the Matthew Boyd thing I'll admit today caught me, ca- caught us all off guard. Oh, no question. So, because we got, uh, when our source let us know, we got a message from him, this person rather, he or she, he or she was saying, hey, the Tigers are going to sign somebody today. So I got all excited and then I went to go at a meeting, walked back, and then in our chat was it said, Oh, Tiger Sign Matthew Boyd. I thought it was a joke. I thought I was like, <laughs> Oh, okay, guys, what, what what happened here? And then in our, our little Discord, which by the way, if you have not joined a Discord, it is really, really you can ask Cameron himself. It is pretty cool, and I'm not saying this because it's not, it's not really oh, it's pretty cool. No, it's pretty chill, it's laid back there's we have a tiger's chat in there we have a minor league chat we have a Mi- michigan sports chat so you if you want to cr- talk about michigan state or michigan doesn't matter i'm not i don't care we have that we have a we have a bunch of stuff in there so i'm gonna put the link in if you're watching us on youtube i'll put the link in there and of course if you listen to us in the podcast i'll put the link in our show description show description so but yeah um that's what i was saying I, I really don't. As far as it's, those two catchers, I'm I'm cool with. But that's it, it. But the market again. If you make a trade for somebody like Jansen, there's a risk for that. That may be a lower risk, but we'll see. I mean, I don't know, uh, Cameron. What do you think of Jansen? What What's your
1: thoughts on him? On Jansen? Yeah. Uh, unlike Uper, I'd prefer Jansen over Vasquez. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I Jansen's more realistic and. I think better for the Tigers' plans than Sean Murphy. Um, I'd rather not just blow up the farm system to get Sean Murphy. So, yeah, for what two years of control, I believe it is. So,
0: yeah, yeah, it's not, I don't know if it's worth it. And Alex has a good question here. I know that he's not going to be called a, or be a backup catcher to start of the year, but could you see the Tigers call Dingler at all next season?
1: If he uh, hits,
2: sure. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, if he
1: hits, if he and hits I, great. I think his strikeout rate's still kind of high for double A. So,
0: yeah, and again, I think that at, towards the end of the season there was some struggles at the at the plate. But when Josh Crouch came up, I mean, Crouch came up towards the latter part of the season. But he's going to be Crouch is a year away from even that. But I think Alex, I think this the answer to the question, I can see Dingler possibly getting a call up at the, towards the tail end of the year. And I think he, he he's going to start the season. He might start the season at double a for a minute, but then go to Toledo little quickly uh, with uh, We talked about this. Chris and I talked about this last week about where he's going to start the season, but uh, there's still a lot of upside with Engler. I know the prospect hype isn't what it was maybe two years ago, but there's a really good defensive catcher there. And he, again, he, back, he could back pick like nobody else him and, it was, it was, again, watching him command a game is, is fun. So um, as far as Trey Cruz goes to answer the question, no. No. Um, and the reason why, and uh, a lot, there was a lot of his swing. He opens up a lot of it on his swing. He doesn't generally, like he, he's really a streaky hitter. Defensively, there were some really big holes this year in, in Erie and in his little time in Erie and that to the point where the team was getting frustrated with him. So, if it's any indication to you, he sat in the playoffs. I mean, and again, so as far as him being a future second baseman third baseman, I don't see it right now unless his swing changes a little bit, but I think right now he I know he's trying to swing for more power. That's something that he's been working on, but I right now, not at the moment, no. So. So, uh that being said, let's see here. There was a, the the last thing I wanted to ask or talk about here was Let's see here. Uh biggest weakness the tigers need to address still. Like <laughs> uh, I I say that question and then in the back of my mind immediately where, where to start? Where to start? Where to all start? Right. Where to start? Youper.
2: Power. I have said it all winter or now i'll you know winter, fall here, whatever. Team needs power, uh, you know, they're uh, where they're going to find it. I'm not sure if to, whether it's via trade free agency. Um, you know, when I talk about Xander Bogarts, I love him. He's not a, he's not a true power hitter, but he'd certainly be a step up from the guys that they had and he is occasionally knocking 20 plus home runs. Um, uh, but in the outfield, if they can find some right-handed power to go along with some of their left-handed sticks, I think that's going to be an obvious thing that they could try to address at the winter meetings. How about you, Cameron?
1: Plate discipline, uh, second to last, uh, and walk percentage, fourth, and strikeout percentage. Um, I mean, more quality at bats. Um, don't don't go up there. I mean, we we make fun of Bias, but I mean, it's not like anyone else really had a better plate approach. I mean, Bias just was more frustrating to watch, but. I mean, Torkelson watched a lot of balls down the heart of the plate and missed a lot of fastballs. And, uh, yeah, plate discipline. Hopefully some of the young guys uh, make improvements. I think that's why I like Akil Badu so much is because his plate discipline, he sees four or five pitches at least every at-bat, even if they Mm -hmm. do end in strikeouts.
0: Yeah, and that's another thing, too. Where is a guy like – if the Tigers are going to get an outfielder, where does Badu start the season Toledo, get some more reps – that's something to consider too. So I'm actually for the first time I don't ever hardly do this. I actually have never done this before. i am actually creating a poll in our YouTube chat. So uh, what the Tigers need the most. So I'm also going to put this for passing giggles for shifting giggles. Really? The third option is really kind of like a formality. Cause you know, so I put the poll in our YouTube chat. What do the tigers need the most power pitching or defense? So Again, the defense, I guess the Tigers defensively too were not very good last year. Bias comes to his mind. There's a lot of things like, I mean, Spencer Torquilson was pretty good defensively at first base, but Jonathan Scope, I mean, led the league all in and outs above average, which is great. But there was still, in, in terms of the outfield too, there was the outfield outside of Riley, even Riley Green, defensively doesn't great as well as people think. So, um, and it and Michael fortolio or Comforto, yeah, Comforto. I love for that to happen too. And he's a Scott Forrest client too. So that might be something where Forrest might be waiting out for a long deal on that. So we'll see what happens there. But yeah, I, I think that the biggest for me, I think it's actually, I know you, you said power, but I'm going to go contrarian, but with purpose, and that's going to be pitching. I think that the reason why I think this is because they're, they're pitching right now. as far as far as depth would go. I think they don't have enough right now. And I think they need to really address it because if, if guys like Brisky and, and Garrett Hill are going to st- step up next year, that's great, but it's going to be a slow. It's going to be how much of a jump they're going to take in innings, but you saw you saw Brisky have with forearm issues. It's not a slam dunk guarantee, but then right now you look at the, in the minor league system right now, there isn't really a, a def- I mean, you have one more flores, That's great. Ty Madden is I still think he's going to need a year or two or probably a year. I think he, he really depends on how he, you, the Tigers were having him work on other, like, I know he was, one of the things that was talked about and Chris and I were, when we were talking was, is that, with some of the players is that they have individual plans that they're working on based off whatever the need them to. So for Madden, I mean, you, there's some starts and you've been, I remember we talked about this before there starts where he just do nothing but curve balls or change ups. Mm-hmm. Or excuse me. It's just secondary pitches yeah. to start. So again, it, his, his fastball life was again changed the mechanics that he did. So where he was coming over, he was more much more balanced with his fastball. But his fastball still needs to be probably located. So um, yeah, I Walker and they, I I think they need more pitching. I think it's just it's they don't have any depth at all. And so and and CC gaming, I completely agree with you. It can't happen again like it did last year. Power, I think you could find I think you find more power. Look, it, it, the thing is the tigers average 3.6 runs a game. It's one of the lowest of all time. Anything they do this year, if they get a 21, if they get a 20 home run hitter, huzzah, that's an improvement. Like I, I'm not trying to trivialize the power aspect, but anything's an improvement. Anything. I mean, good lord. And in terms of like um you know, oh, Elton. Uh, by the way, uh, thanks for the comment. Um, Elton's our fan of ours down from in, in Indiana, so we appreciate the comment for Cantalero video. Yeah, it was Cantalero video. Yeah, appreciate the comment. Thanks, man. Uh, Winslow Perez. See, Win, Winslow Perez last year hit with power. I like him a lot, but I worry about his back. He missed the last month of the season, and from all accounts, from what we were told, his back was in pretty bad shape. Mm. But if I think Winslow Perez could be a really good uh mystery agreement as far as in you know i'm sorry somebody asked a question about uh scope at third um cc gaming he has he has played he's did he play third in 2020 or 2019 i think he did he have a game or two at third am i am i imagining
2: that i gotta believe he's good enough that he's he's handled it at the times in his past somewhere
1: yeah i think uh i think it may have been with the orioles yeah maybe it, maybe it was i i i, I would have sworn he
0: played i know he played at first base with the tigers which is a position he didn't play anywhere
1: uh, anywhere else but i'm trying to think of in terms of fielding stats speaking uh, of defense i pulled yeah. it up it was a jason beck article um scope was 24 drs while playing in shift and minus four when not playing in a shift huh. which is something to think about since he george lombard can't uh can't place him wherever he wants anymore uh we'll have to see scopes range at second base um he has the arm for a third base if he has the reflexes for third base um to be determined but he might not have the range for a second base if he can't be placed where george lombard wants him to be that's a great great point to bring up
0: that's a great point to bring up and and again i think he does have the arm for it but whether you can play third on a regular. I think that would be in a spot. I think he could, but um, yeah, there's Michael Meyer, Michael Meyer. Thank you. Yep. He did play some Baltimore. Everybody's kind of filling in right there. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm with the Elton, by the way, I want these winter meetings to start as soon as possible ASAP, but yeah, as far as even a possibility for somebody like, for example, again, Ryan Kreider might be the early candidate right now, but again, he doesn't fit that motif either. He does strike out quite a bit, but, we have talked about this before. Can you walk around on a regular basis? Sure. So, but so last question for everybody in the chat and everybody in here for YouTube before we get out of here. So, I'm going to put a number out there for over under in terms of moves for next week. the Tigers are going to do. So next week at the winter meetings they're in San Diego. I'm going to put the over under. What do you think is a? I think a fair number to me is three. Over three or under three moves they make at the winter meetings of uh, Uber
2: so this is major league players yes or, oh, three's a lot I mean now let's say you know let unless say there's a one where they they bring in two in one trade uh, I'm gonna say under only because I bet it'll be like two guys i I think it's gonna be three's a pretty busy week, okay. So there's some the people in the chat are going,
0: they're going uh, Frank Dick. So they're already saying over, way over three, over, over, over,
1: um, under by one. Okay, uh, Cameron, what about you? Uh, I think for MLB players, it's going to be under two, but I think we may see like four or five minor league moves that we don't really care about, but will help will help <laughs> the team.
0: Okay, oh you know what? Okay, let's uh, I add that caveat to it. So minor league moves over four no doubt, no doubt over four, as far as major league moves, I'm going to go with the over, I'm going to go with the over only because I think, I, I, I think that like some of the arms are going to start coming off pretty quickly. I think when, once the big domino falls, it's just going to go like rapid fire. So I think there, maybe they might again. this is just a more or less like just a, a hunch, a logical guess, if you will, but they have to act fast because there's so many, like I said, there's so many holes in this roster, so it could be a trade. It could be, see, see, okay. So I, I just thought about like, my loophole would be, well, they acquire two players in a trade and they sign somebody that fills oh. that, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like there's going to be, again, there was some, or, or one of our, our sources told Chris and I that said that they're going to be busy this off season. But again, that could also be them being lip service to their or this, but um but yeah and uh somebody brought up in chat the rule five yeah i think the tigers might will probably select somebody at the rule five that they might have option for uh for a certain position but yeah the they may as well yeah i like the what cc gaming said i think the moment judge signs signs it's gonna be like letting the loose the dogs of war Mm. he's absolutely correct because people are just gonna go pay me pay me let's go let's uh some some cash registers are going off but it's i think i'm, I'm going to go over i think i'm going to go over because i just i just don't see this being if, if it's just like i'll be pissed if it's just something like we signed uh, another uh fourth outfielder out there that uh has some power potential so um yeah and there's yeah and and there to me the rule 5 this year has some really interesting players they have a catcher two for the nationals that i mentioned mm-hmm in my Woodward sports piece. So, um, but yeah, it's it, Walker. You guys suggested Walker in the chat. You, you suggested him. I love, I, I love Walker. He struggled a little bit. He had a really good start and then he kind of filled, tailed off last year. But I think in Comerica's dimensions, I think it'd be great. So yeah, they, they have to get moving. So next week for next week's show, by the way, will be anything that happens, breaking news wise and all that stuff will be <laughs> more waiver claims. Look, if there's going to be waiver claims, Make it for somebody we've. Uh, hopefully, the Tigers make it for somebody that's intriguing.
2: The next JD Martinez.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah, and again, and that guy's out there somewhere. Yeah, and JD Martinez is also on the market too. He yeah. is. Yeah. So yeah. Um. And if he could play outfield, I'd say bring him. But I don't think he can play outfield anymore. Somebody brought up uh, John. John asked Boyd, "150 innings pitch over and under? Oh, under, under. Come on, John."
1: Yeah, yeah under that's yeah. my biggest worry is
0: yeah and look I, I and there's every there's everything to look at with the scott harris situation in terms of wa- waiver wire pickups i mean this is the guy that picked up mike yastrzemski and look what happened yeah so there's something to be said about that so i'm not whether that's also um the other gentleman um zaheed doing the work too. I mean, everybody, if again, it's, it's one of those things where this is where we're going to see
2: what Harris really did, you know what I mean? In terms of. You know, even if they can find like, um, what's that guy's name? Lamont Wade. Ooh, that'd be nice. For San Francisco. You know, they brought that guy in for nothing. And, you know, he wasn't a superstar, but he was a contributor. He gave him 10, 12 homers off the bench. Uh, when's the last time Tigers have had that guy in the outfield, you know? Yeah. A guy like that. So um you know will they bring in a couple guys like that i would assume so this winter um just to to compete for jobs oh yeah and the, the, they did get a round eight there the, the picks
0: were talked about earlier that's something i totally forgot to bring up thank you michael uh to bring that up i 100 percent forgot about that look i think a guy an, a, a potential tiger who's a giant who i i like is Jarrell cotton as a reliever I think Cotton, again, and I've said this before, he lives in the area. So that could be a thing. I don't know. Like, yeah. Something like an arm like that. Darrell you know what? Okay. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but through it. Like, this is this way. Like, if anybody's listening to the podcast long enough to know, if I say something wrong, I freely admit it. So I think that'll be the case here. So I'll, I'll, I'll make a prediction say that uh, he gets signed by the Tigers. So. Sure. In terms of how the competitive balance are uh, set for the 2023 draft, so round A, Tigers will be drafting six. The Mariners are one, it goes, the first five picks goes as follows. Mariners, Rays, Brewers, Twins, Marlins, of course, just mentioned the Tigers, Reds, and A's. And then round B, it's the Guardians, Orioles, D-backs, Rockies, Royals, and Pirates. So, um, so yeah, that that works out pretty well. And then the the draft lottery too is next week. So that's also that's cool. That's interesting. I, I just don't want the uh, supposed cold envelope situation with Patrick Ewing and, and again, some of these people <laughs> I, I make a reference, and so um they might not get it, but in terms of what's the no, no, and this channel's not going anywhere. Listen, Elton, this channel, this channel has not like this it by the way, a quick origin story for people that are new to the channel, by the way. This my, well, myself and Youper, well, yeah, Youper, you were on for Tigers SRD, right? Or Yes, yeah, tail yeah. end of it, yeah. Yeah. So uh, a real quick origin, or origin story. I said orange. Uh, origin story. This podcast actually really started in 2011 as uh, I used to own a website called SportsBearDetroit.com. And it was Tigers SRD for a long time. And then I met Chris in 2015, 2016. And then Chris and I started the Minor League Report. And then we had Tigers yesterday, and then turned the Tigers radio. And then Woodward approached us last year, beginning. Uh, yeah, last yeah last year, and then we've been with Woodward ever since. So um, that's how that origin story started. So we don't plan on going anywhere. Our articles do well, well, well our podcast well. So make sure you subscribe to our podcast and subscribe to Woodward Tigers. We'd love to get to a thousand. Woodward Pistons has over two thousand followers. There's no reason for the channel not to get more followers. Come on, come on. Maybe- So as far as the draft lottery goes, just get back to that real quick. Uh, I need to sidetrack. I I think it's exciting because it just adds a different element for uh, not the pirates or it seems like the same teams over and over again. Boston has, I mean, Boston I think was set to get the first pick, um, based off. Well, I don't know if they were doing that badly. Well, they were at one point, but in terms of odds, the Nationals are going to look pretty good. The, The Nationals' odds are good. I don't know. I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna see how baseball
1: handles this.
2: Then the Tigers was it 13 or 16% chance at the first pick? Uh
1: I don't think it's that high. I think it's like seven percent. Yeah. Is it
2: really? Oh yeah. okay.
1: It it really goes down. It goes from like twenty percent to seventeen to fourteen. I think okay. Tigers weren't that bad, I guess.
2: Yeah, I, I really, <laughs> I've never been able to find out how far could they possibly drop if the worst happened.
1: I think thirteenth. Yeah, I think all the playoff teams. So it goes yeah. non-playoff teams. Man, in whatever order and then
2: and obviously that probably won't happen. The odds are unlikely, but but it, it just when you think of the signing bonus pool, uh, what's at stake with that drawing? You know, and not just the first pick, but you know, their whole first ten picks. Uh, or if if they luck out and get that first pick, that's a lot of money at stake.
0: Yeah, again, I'd love for them to get a top five pick, so we'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, the draft philosophy with Mark Connor there, I feel a lot better about it because this is a guy who was behind some really good drafts in San Diego. So, again, I think that that whole process is going to be great. So, we're out of here. Thank you so much. There's going to be, like I said, there's going to be some mini content coming out in the next couple days. So, the 75 draft will be out tomorrow so there's going to be it's going to – us going uh, K- Uper Chris and I talk about the 75 and 76 drafts that include Tommy Brookins, Whitaker, Jason Thompson. So, uh it's kind of a quick historical look at that and then the second part is looking at the rest of the drafts 77 through 79. Or yeah, 77 through 79. So the likes of Kirk Gibson included in that draft. You have Lance Parrish, which uh, Parrish is 76, right? Yeah, he's 74. 74, yeah, 74. seventy four. Yeah, we did mention Lance Parish, so there is going to be a, one separate thing for Lance Parish. So they have 74. Thank you. Yeah, it was, um, but yeah, there's the Tigers draft classes between 1974 and 1979 are probably the five best draft classes this team has ever had. 76,
2: um, 13 guys drafted, made the majors.
0: Yeah, 13. Mm-hmm. So uh, Cameron, thank you again for being a, Awesome pinch hitter. So I, I consider Cameron like if we're gonna be like if we're for a band, if you will, uh, I would put Cameron as he would be he would be a regular. He would be like he would be I don't know, drum, no uh, drums <laughs> no no uh, I think he'd be second guitar because I think Cameron has the ability to be a lead guitar type of person. So I I'm, I'm just playing the drums, playing the rhythm, and just keeping it going. Like just, just. we like the traveling Willberries. Yeah. <laughs> then what makes me I'm not I'm not bad doing <laughs> yeah anyway so some people were like who the hell are the traveling a little bit are you per- we have to cater our
2: audience I know I know <laughs> tambourine well we're talking about the 76 draft so
1: yeah well. the 76 draft is 22 years before I was born so
0: I mean the 76 draft was a few years well it was quite a bit before I was born too but for everybody out there, the younger fans to understand that that's how long the Tigers have had not had draft success. I mean, this is a thing. Um, I know John and I argue or debate this all the time. Sounds like, you know, mentions the last few years and everything. I'm like, well, there's a lot of our fans too. A lot of people who listen to the podcast, just based off some of the demographic information I have is an older audience. So but then again, it's weird on Twitter too. You mentioned the old Tigers jerseys, like "Oh my god, ah, back in," the-, and I'm like, "No, no, no, no." <laughs> let's uh, we I I like looking back at the past, but I want to live in the past. You know what I mean? Like it's to me, if I, if I'm talking about living the past of when the Tigers were the the in my teenage formable t- twenty years in my formidable years, my teenage years, what have you, I'm talking late '90s Tigers. That, mm. Awful, 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 awful. So I don't want to live in the past. So, yeah, and see Elton, see, Elton knows what I'm talking about. So if I, if I you know, if I'm going to bust out names like Felipe Lira, John Dory, if I'm going to bust out names like um, Bill, Gullickson. Bill Gullickson or my favorite uh, Mark Lewis or uh, not Mark, um, the, the, the bad contract that was Dean Palmer because he was injured the entire time, i go on and on. And cameras probably look at me like, what the hell are you talking about?
1: I know Dean Palmer. Okay. that's a <laughs> all right. Okay. That's and, a big name. All right, <laughs>
0: <Nah>. yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, for real. Thank you, Cameron. Uh, does a really good job with Discord and does every good, just a good job in general filling in. So, but yeah, if there's any breaking news or anything like that, we'll keep you posted. And Mike Moore. Oh man. Oh God. Yeah. Oh man. That, God. Man, little bug, Why you end the pod? Why I going to end the podcast talking about? <laughs> Mike- Mike Moore, or Tim Belcher, remember Tim Belcher? That was a bad deal. Oh, all right. I'm getting too Frank sidetracked. Frank Castillo, Frank Castillo, you know what? He wasn't bad. No, he wasn't bad. He wasn't bad. So, yeah, there's uh, I can go on and on and on. Um, with ex Tigers from the 90s, we should, we should do a uh, Tiger or not like name a name, Jeff Weaver, Jeff Weaver. Uh, there's yeah, go on and on and on about that. Nate Cornejo, oh. but anyway, folks, we'll see you next week. Like I said, uh, go to WoodwardSports.com, go to our news tab, check out the MLB content we're putting out. Chris just put out an infield piece. i got the catcher's piece we want to take a look at. Rule 5 stuff is going to be out by the weekend and more. So subscribe to us on Woodward Tigers on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at Woodward Tigers. John did a really good job with that Miguel Cabrera um, tribute. That was fantastic. Great work by John. I'm not going to give – any. that was 100% an idea that he had that he did before and it's like well let's wait for it let's see what happens and then as soon as they did the retirement i'm like go and then john's such a good john's john's been a a big 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 help on this so and john and camera both so thank you guys for contributing and making my life easier because i'm now the web manager for woodward sports <laughs> and i don't get a chance to you know i i write and everything but i just don't get a chance to do the video stuff as much as i used to so i miss i miss doing that stuff but anyway um yeah we're gonna be talking some rule five so thanks everybody we'll see you next week have a great night everybody